0: Hey, welcome to another edition of our Coaching You Basketball Podcast with the coach, Brendan Sir. Terrific, terrific guest today, Joe Abunasar, Impact Basketball, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, California, Sarasota, Florida. I believe the number one influencer for the draft this and every year of players getting ready to perform. Uh, Joe has been in this business 20 plus years. I've been, he's been a. A friend and colleague for over 20 years I've trusted him with working my players out he is taking the art the industry of coaching player development skill development to another level and therefore he's influenced a lot of people to get into that business which is great uh, I think you'll hear about some of the kids he's gotten ready for the draft what he does with them I think you'll also find out about what I think is a must for any coach that's serious about his career of developing themselves to teach skill development to their team. Whether you're a high school, college, or professional coach, you need to develop your talent. Whether you're an assistant or head coach, but if you're a high school coach and that's you don't have a big staff, you're this is a must it's your responsibility to develop those kids so i think you're really going to enjoy joe he's a terrific personality he speaks at our coaching you events he'll be at our las vegas event sharing some of his latest techniques also the neat thing about doing it in vegas we use his facility but you also see the players he's training during the summer so it's it's not uncommon to see nba all-star players at our coaching you event You know, in between sessions, working on their game. So uh, I think, you know, you'll really enjoy the things that Joe teaches and it will be a big influence on your career. Before we listen to Joe, I want to remind you now, next week, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, July 5 and 6, Orlando, Florida, Lake Highland Prep, one of the most beautiful private schools in America. Uh, We're fortunate one mile from the Amway Center where they're having the NBA Summer League. We have an incredible array of speakers that are going to be there. You know, the the Billy Donovans, the Mike White from the University of Florida. Uh, You know, as always, our friend Stan Van Gundy is going to come in. Uh, Eric Spolster is going to stop by with uh, two of his terrific assistants, Jawan Howard and Dan Craig. Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy uh, some of the things that you're going to h- hear there. Uh, one, of the, uh, Kevin Eastman and myself, of course, will, will also be sharing. Uh, but I think you're going to love the event. Uh, Wednesday night, we're going to leave the court and go to a building right next door, a little small intimate theater, and you're going to hear Stan Van Gundy and Kevin Eastman uh, just, you know, just, you know, as they do. Uh, Just fabulous stuff, and so I think you're really going to enjoy that. Uh, Again, still can sign up. VIPs. We'll talk a little bit about you know later on, but uh, you must you must get an opportunity to try to get there. Or if you can't make it there, you're a West Coast guy or different part of the country where you can make it to Vegas easier, uh, remember the following Monday, Tuesday, July 10 and 11 at Joe Abunazar's Impact Basketball, you'll get to see some of the very best talent in our field of coaching, and I think you'll love it. Besides Kevin and myself, you'll see, uh, you know, the, the Eddie Messina, the greatest international coach of all time, in my opinion, uh, Jeff Bezdelic, an NBA head coach, uh, and a college head coach, Uh, Will be there to show you uh, the latest trends in defensive uh, expertise that they're using in the NBA right now. The latest trends, I think you'll also get a chance, you know, to see some of the really outstanding talent of some of the people that went pretty far in the playoffs. That we'll share with you a little later. But I think this will be uh, Vegas will be. You know, just an exceptional opportunity. Eric Spolster will also be by there, uh, you know, because his team's playing out that way. So it's going to be great. As always, uh, coaching you is an opportunity for you to invest in yourself and to continue your journey of mastery of coaching to continually learn. Um, and unfortunately, if we can't make it, we'll also talk to you, you know, in the near future about our videos and stuff like that. But really, uh, please. Go to com to register. com to register. Think about it, your investment in yourself, and I think you'll you'll come back and, you know, you'll drop me a text and say, thanks. Okay, that's what this is about, trying to help you on your journey. Uh, word from our partners, and then Joe Bumassar. Hey, let's take a second to tell you about one of our partners, Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish basketball shooting machines are the most high-tech and durable basketball shooting machines on the market today. Each shooting machine was designed specifically for high-repetition training to allow players to improve through technology. Dr. Dish offers game-like training to give hundreds of shooting reps in just minutes and to provide powerful analytics to help players improve their game. Dr. Dishes also introduced Skill Builder, which is the first of its kind in of the basketball shooting industry that enables coaches and players to stay connected, design and upload training exercises that combine shooting, conditioning, and ball handling into one complete workout and instantly receive feedback on their workout, allowing for real-time adjustments and improved performance. It is without question the most innovative basketball training machine on the market. It's been the official shooting machine of coaching you for the last two years. To learn more about Dr. Dish, log on to DrDishBasketball.com or follow them on Twitter at Dr. Ball. Our friends at Crossover want to help you coach smarter and win more games. They'll cut and tag your game film for you giving you back interactive shot charts, searchable clips, and advanced statistics in just 12 hours. Stop wasting time in the film room doing all that tedious prep work. Simply log in and start getting powerful analysis straight from your video. Even if you think you already know what these guys are all about, I suggest you take another look. Their new insights, features, create hex spin charts, and shooting efficiency reports for you and your opponents. Something you're not going to get with Huddle or anybody else. Get the boys' and girls' teams on board, and you'll both save 10%. Add on football, volleyball, lacrosse, hockey, or soccer, and your savings go up from there. Sign up at www.crossover.com forward slash coaching you to receive one free game. That's crossover with a K dot com slash coaching you to get one free game. Fast Model Sports is the world's most versatile basketball coaching software to help power your preparation. Fast Model has developed the industry's best coaching software, including the number 1 play diagramming and playbook software. FastDraw, FastDraw bridges the gap between whiteboarding and the digital world with an incredibly easy-to-use interface that can be used on both your computer and your iPad providing maximum portability for your own personal play and drill database. Doesn't stop there. Along with FastDraw, they have other great programs such as FastCout, which I have used, which helps coaches create clean professional sky reports customized for your team. FastModel is trusted and used by every NBA team and WNBA team and 85% of Division I college teams Hey, this is the coach Brendan Sir. Welcome to another Coaching You Basketball Podcast with a really, really special guest today and a dear friend uh, Joe Bunasar, the owner of Impact Basketball. In my opinion, having worked with him for over 20 years, the foremost basketball skills development person in the business, someone I trust with any of my players I've ever had in the NBA. And frankly gets the best in the world to work with them each and every off season, so Joe, how are you, my friend?
1: I'm doing great everything's
0: good that was a good resume you have, man. I'll tell you what
1: <laughs> you make it sound better i yeah
0: think. I, well, yeah. you know uh you know one of the things that uh you know as we're going through and you know going through the draft and everything and we're getting here, you know one of the things i I always think about is uh how these young players you know that have played in college all of a sudden now now all of a sudden they're going to get ready for the draft when you get them in the early spring what are your biggest challenges to get a player ready for the draft or just to go to summer league
1: i I think the biggest challenges for the draft you know it was interesting we just went through all this stuff with these guys this year and The the toughest part is when you get guys that are really good players but aren't as great in the workouts, and that's kind of the the draft preparation, unfortunately, the way the whole thing has gone. I mean, obviously, the teams do their scouting. They they scout all year. They know how guys play. They watch them play in college, overseas, whatever, whatever it might be, but when it boils down to it, it comes down to these workouts, and many of them are... You know they can't be any more than six guys, and some of them are even less guys. So you you almost have to retrain a player to be a workout guy for just a little bit of time. Uh, but but the crazy part about that statement is that other than the thirty of them who will have guaranteed contracts, and I guess a few in the second round who will sign early, everyone else is getting ready for summer league, which is not drills but basketball practice and playing and games and those types of things. So there's really a careful balance of how do we prepare you? Know, you get a guy who doesn't shoot the ball particularly well. Well, that's not a good thing for the workout that you know from being around so long. I mean, when a guy doesn't shoot well, teams can say, oh, we know he doesn't shoot well. But when you go in and you and you work out for an hour, hour and a half, and much of the workout is shooting, you know, they don't look very good. You know, so it's a, it's a challenge for us to... First of all, get guys out of their college mode. You know, that's a that's a big thing because, you know, we have player Malcolm Hill from Illinois who averaged 18 points a game in the Big Ten. You know, Malcolm is a borderline NBA guy, but if you, you and I both know to average 18 points in the Big Ten, you better be pretty darn good. So mm-hmm. you get a guy who's that good but yet needs to kind of reprogram his game for the pro style, the pro level, because as everybody watched in the finals and, and before, I mean, it's a game of length and shooting now, you know, so it's a, it's a difficult task for us to prepare these guys, kind of get them out of college mode, make them work out ready, and then teach them how to show the things that are going to be transferable into the NBA game. And that's that's a challenge because most of them have no clue. You know, the college game is so different. Uh, and what's valued in the college game and by coaches rightfully so because they're there to win games is a whole different story when you get into the draft prep. So reprogramming these guys and, and getting them to understand, we talked with so many of them, you know, this was early in, early in May or you, even in, some of these guys got here in March. So we're talking in April saying, look, your goal is to get ready for Summer League because you're most likely not going to be a first-round pick. Obviously there's guys yeah. like Jonathan Isaac who we have or Justin Patton that are that are gonna be drafted high. Uh, but the majority of the guys are trying to make rosters. So, you know, we, we just try to keep them focused on that, balance the ability to shine in a workout. You know, you talk about a kid like Tyler Dorsey who's to me, you know, I've known Tyler since he was in the seventh, maybe even earlier, sixth, seventh grade. His dad used to bring him to work out with me. Uh, in Pasadena, in LA, and you know, become great friends with his dad and his family. And I've always thought the kid was terrific, and, and he showed that in the in the latter part of the season in the NCAA tournament. But you know, Tyler had his up and downs, ups and downs, and people questioned his wingspan. And you know, there's so much scrutiny. And, and my job was to get him ready uh, for the workouts because he's a terrific shooter, terrific player. Uh, just tend, tended to defer a little bit at Oregon. Uh, so you know we got to bring all that stuff out of these guys, kind of reprogram. So it's it's a tough tough eight weeks.
0: Now you have uh, these young people that come to you, number, let's say a thirty, twenty, thirty players. Um, there's certain things that you have to do for all of them, just like you would for a team to put them through certain workouts. But basically, if if I was with you um, uh, for a Day, or you know, what does a normal day look like for a player that's listening, let's say, to his podcast or his coach, to understand the commitment that you have them make for you in the springtime? What's a normal day look like?
1: Well, what's very cool is, of course, they're not in school, so they're with me sure. and they're ours all day. So these guys are getting in the gym, you know, by eight thirty-nine in the morning, doing twenty, thirty minutes, as much or even more, with our therapists, our trainers, getting loosened up and ready to go for the day. Uh, they'll go about an hour and a half on the court, which is, you know, for a Jonathan Isaac is all perimeter type stuff, pick and pop stuff. You know, Jonathan can come off the ball screen. He can set the ball screen. So, you know, we're, we're working with all these guys on their individual skills in the morning. It's about an hour and a half. Uh, then they'll lift for about an hour and a half. And that involves not just lifting, but speed development and, you know, from plyometrics, the guy needs to lose weight, maybe extra cardio. So they're going Uh, at least three and a half, and up to 4 hours in the morning. Around noontime, they finish. We have their meal plans designed so they get their foods delivered to us, and then we give them a break until about 3.30. They're back in the gym at 3.30, getting loosened up again. And in the afternoon, we we reserve a lot for conditioning and shooting. And, uh, you know, because we've gone so hard in the morning, we we have to be careful that we don't wear these guys down. As I mentioned, some of them come, you know, back in... uh, in uh, uh march so it's a long haul for them right really long haul. Sure. so we have to make sure that they don't get worn down and then they you know they finish up around 5 30, 6 o'clock stretch and then people always say well what do they do at night what they do at night is nothing because they're <laughs> they're tired <laughs> you know, they, they, they eat and it's a great time because the playoffs are usually on so they all go home and watch you know, in the early rounds of the playoffs, there's a game on every night. Sure. So that, that's a day we we do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday the a half day. We do it again Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday the a half day. That's how we kind of balance their uh, their wow. their workload so they don't get worn down. So that's a um, that that's that's a typical day for them. Some day,
0: Joe, when they're when they're ready to go out and their agents uh, get them uh, workouts. Okay, so let's say they're with you for, let's just use a number, arbitrary number, three weeks, and now their workouts start, let's say with teams, and they're going to visit teams. Okay, so a guy might go out for one or two days and then come back to you, correct?
1: Correct. Yep.
0: Yeah. Now, when they come back from, it doesn't matter what team they go and visit, what is their, do you try to get feedback from them about what, what went on, what they did, or you pretty much know almost what every team does, don't you, already?
1: We do, yeah. We know what every team does, but more importantly, we get feedback from the team. So taking Dorsey, for example, you know, he had a particular workout when he said he had a great workout. He shot the ball well, but we thought maybe he settled a little too much for jump shots. Well, that feedback goes back to Tyler. We come in the gym, we get him programmed to get to the rim a little more. So we're we're not only taking the feedback uh, from them, from, from the players, we're we're getting the feedback straight from the teams of how they did, and we can make adjustments in their workout plan. So that,
0: that's really important. That's huge because I remember uh, I had a, an AAU coach call me yesterday about a player that I had at LSU, and, and he literally said to me uh, he's had 11 workouts, and he's been great at all 11 workouts. And I said, fantastic, that's really good. He said, Coach, where do you think he's going to get drafted? I said, he won't. He said, "Well, right. they, they said he's doing great." I said, "I've never told an AAU coach or an agent the kid stunk. I never would. Yeah, I never would." Yeah,
1: and you know what's so uh, what's interesting, Brennan, is if you think about the numbers, right? So you'll get you'll get a lot of guys, and this is this is part of our experience in the draft that we can educate these guys as to sure. as their agents, of course. Is that you know that's why I mentioned earlier they're getting ready for summer league because you could go in and have a workout, and you know, our typical response to these guys, oh, I, I killed it, or I had a great workout. Well, and the team would say he did a nice job, and then the next question you ask is, well, are you going to draft him? They say, no, we're not going to draft him. You know, so so that's the only question we really want right. to ask these teams is, uh, you know, is he is, if you're picking at 25 or 48 or 12, is he one of the guys you would consider? You know, that's, that's basically... And if not, why not? You know, he's too slow, he's too small, he didn't shoot the ball well. And we take that feedback, give it to the guys, and then continue to work on it through.
0: You know, I'm laughing because literally uh, any player that I loved in a workout, I was just thinking back to a workout that I had with a player with the Knicks that I absolutely loved. And I, and I didn't think he, people valued him as high as we did. And, and in fact, it, was, it happened to be Kyle Lowry. One of your clients, and and I and you know and our friend, you know, Andy Miller said, "What do you think of?" him? I said, "He's all right," because I had picked right. like twenty one. Right. Yeah. If I say he's yeah. great, you know, Andy's going to have him pick fourteenth, you know, and yeah. so right. I, I, you right. know, because I I just can't I can't be honest and tell them how great he is because it's going to hurt me. And I can't tell, I would never tell a kid he was terrible. I wouldn't do that to anyone because I'm happy they came in and gave us a shot to work out. But it's an amazing business. And these kids, and frankly, uh, you know, they're unprepared to what they're even getting into and stuff. What are, from a skill standpoint, Joe, what what are the biggest things that you're teaching guards right now in the, in, the, uh, in the modern pro game, I call yeah. it, you know?
1: Oh, oh, well, I mean, speed is speed is everything now. So we're wow. really, really working changing the speeds, wow. playing in the open floor. Of course, working the pick and roll a lot, uh, and that's you know that's when they get into the workouts. They do a lot of three on three, which is started with the side pick and roll, uh, re- really playing in the open floor. And I, I can't emphasize enough how, how important changing the speed and tempo and speed is because, like as I said, looking at the finals, you know there's guys named Kyrie Irving and. Steph Curry, that are pretty darn fast, you know. And if you look at the guys who played the so-called fours and fives, they're pretty fast too. So the the uh, the guards have gotten even faster and faster. So we're really teaching, you know, pushing tempo, read, you know, making reads on pick and rolls, footwork with those guards, and then being able to shoot the ball. You know, I think uh, I think you got to be able to keep the defense honest. I mean, not being able to shoot becomes an issue, you know, for, for a lot of guys. I've You know, there's some guys in the, in the I just read something the other day about uh, one of my guys, Emmanuel Boutier, and, and one other player that they were questioning their shooting and now they've had a little bit of trouble uh, adjusting and haven't had the, the initial years in the league that they would have liked or maybe would have expected to and a lot mm-hmm. of it is focused back on their shooting. So, and you know, Brendan, you've been around the game your whole life. You can't really make someone a great shooter, but you can improve uh, shooting tremendously as many guys in the NBA have. You know, sure. when They came into the league, they were half ass shooters and now they're, they've become pretty, pretty darn good shooters. So, I mean, Steph Curry was always a great shooter. Uh, nobody made him that great of a shooter, but there's other guys who haven't improved. Even LeBron's improved dramatically. LeBron was
0: awful it. when he and, came in. Uh, right. J- Jordan was he, bad. Shot. Magic was terrible. Dominique yeah. Wilkins, those guys couldn't shoot a lick. You know, Doc. Right. I remember having Doc Rivers as a rookie Uh, by his 13th year he was a terrific three point shooter but I remember taking him down to the summer league in San Diego which was the LA summer league but we were playing in 84 because of the Olympics Uh, we had the summer league down there we played can you imagine the summer league was three weeks I played 16 summer league games it was insane I, I mean now that I think about it and in 16 games Doc Rivers made no jump shots zero right and he was and he was one of the best players in the league, everything was to the basket. And yeah. it took him two years, three years to get a jump shot in the league, you know, and then he became an all star. But you're 100% right. And that's just the work, they're putting in the work and, you know, and being committed to a routine and stuff like that. On your front court players, wing players, Uh, what what are you working on now because those guys sometimes teams are playing three guards you know sometimes they're playing with four smaller smaller players small forwards being four men what's the skill set you're working on with those guys
1: well i tell you since I started 21 years ago to today it's a lot different skill set you know we're playing a lot of face up stuff if you take a Jonathan Mm -hmm. Isaac you know Jonathan 6'11 and a half and and he's a perimeter player we're we're working him coming off picking rolls. I mean Wow. We worked jumping out, out for three teams, and all three wanted to see him use pick and roll, and they had us dribbling in the full court and pulling up for three. And, I mean, that's kind of the way, if you look at, you know, Giannis from the Bucs and, yeah. and the way these bigger guys are playing, the 6'11 guys who can play perimeter are, well, I mean, there's a pretty good guy named Durant who did a mm-hmm. good job in the final. So, you know, these guys are becoming very, very normal. I mean, there's nobody, I don't say nobody's posting up anymore. I don't want to kill the post up game, but it's a, it's a it's a mismatch isolation type of a workout that we're using now and getting yeah. these guys, uh, you know, right now we, we I had a great conversation with uh, one of the teams that came in to watch uh, Jonathan work out and talking about how, how skilled he is and how many different things he can do, but how important it will be for him to translate to the NBA to pick one or two things he does well early. So for him, it's use his length and make open shots, you know, so, you know, as he grows into being he's nineteen years old, so as he grows into being a little more of a of a offensive player or a versatile threat, he can start using. And he's got it all. He's got the KG turnaround, he's got the little stepbacks, the Durant one footed stepbacks, you know, those types wow. of things. But the possibility of him going in next year at nineteen and doing all that, so we're really preparing those front court guys to play in the new NBA, you know, and it's a it's a spread the floor game. Yep. You gotta be able to make a shot. Uh, unless, I shouldn't say that unless you're you're just a you know a, a beyond both type guy you know that you can get a rebound and do those things those guys are certainly very valuable still uh, but for the guys that we have in, in terms of getting them to spread the floor and make corner jump shots and you know it's gotten to a point as you know with analytics and things like that, that the not only three point shooting it's where you're shooting it from can sure. you make the corner three you know so we're We're really uh, working with those guys. There's a lot more guard work being done with our frontcourt players than there have been in the past.
0: Joe, do you talk to them at all about analytics and everything at all? Does that come up in what you're discussing with them or not really?
1: We do. I mean, we do. We we use the analytics to kind of show what the teams find important. Yeah. So, you know, we always say to these guys, whether I think it's important or not, I'm not drafting you. So, you know, we have (laughs) to figure out what these guys think. Uh, that are drafting you and just, you know, where shots are coming from. Uh, you know, obviously the, sure. the, the sad, the sad slow death of the mid range, you know, is, uh, which, which somebody told me last night we were talking and they said, I, I promise it's coming back, you know, because there's going to be guys that can make those shots coming back. So and I don't disagree, but yeah, we, we use the analytics just to show how the teams look at things, you know, and, and when they go into their workouts, remember, they're being blasted with analytics. You know, I, I was with, uh, Coach Gentry and Demarcus Cousins yesterday. Uh, he was out watching Demarcus work out, just spending some time, and you know, he was giving me analytics of uh, Demarcus's stats in pick and roll defense. You know, I mean that's how deep the analytics have come to have. I don't even remember the number, Brendan, but it was he was X percent uh, successful or unsuccessful in pick and roll defense. So, every, you know, it's almost like when we, when when we were yeah uh, when I was when I was coaching and I guess. 15 years ago, you know, they say the film doesn't lie. I mean, now they really believe that <laughs> the stats don't lie, which yeah. you and I probably agree they do sometimes.
0: I, I uh, think it does, You yeah.
1: can't stat basketball players. to so, you know, And I think there's a fair amount of NBA executives that use the analytics for what they're worth but also have a feel for the game and who can play it and can't. But at the same time, I mean, we have to pay attention to them because these are things that these teams are looking for.
0: Well, you know, who's charting the analytics? That's another thing, right? You know, right. It, yeah. Yep. Sometimes it's not someone that's even in our country, as we know. It's not a, a, or not
1: even a basketball guy. It, right. Exactly. No, most
0: times they're not, and and then yeah. the other thing is, DeMarcus Cousins might really be bad in pick and roll defense, but it's probably because of the guard that is playing also with him is terrible. Could be it. for sure. Yeah. So there's a lot of, so the a lot of intangibles. Not put yeah, right. and so it's like
1: uh, it's like saying if guys plus minus and you play, you're always putting him in with the reserves. Every time, yeah. You know? and, so, yeah, and when yeah. the other team's so.
0: first string is in there, so it, it's right. not as easy as right. it, it, you know, right. uh, that it, you know, you make it uh, when you now talk about your summer program. Okay, now when you shift from draft, you know, ends. Okay, now now the focus goes to summer league and. For your veteran NBA veterans, off you know off season work getting better and then getting ready for the season. Show me how your late June, July, and especially August and early September are broken up, Joe.
1: Well, we've had we've had guys in the gym and more and more coming that are preparing for summer league, and that's kind of that. There's the draft group, there's the veteran group, and then there's that group, which is guys that have to get ready to show up to. Their NBA team or whoever they're playing summer league jump into practice, perform in practice for, and as you know, those practices are maybe three or four days of intense
0: training
1: training camp like work, and then boom, they're in the summer league, and they either play well and they got a job, or or they don't and they don't have a job. So those guys are trained a lot differently. You know, we play a lot of five on five with them. We do a lot of team drills. I mean, we, much to their dismay, we're doing you know, some sort of shell drill type defensive drills because that's what they're gonna be you have doing. To. So
0: yeah. yeah,
1: you have to. And and doing that with, you know, obviously a Kyle Lowry or a Jared Dudley or a cousins right now is, is not going to fly. But with those guys, we've all, we have structured a separate, you know, what we really call a free agent uh, period here where we're we're getting these guys ready for summer league. So those guys are right in now, a lot of guys that are had played in the league, a guy like a Christian Wood uh that you know is in the league two years is a free agent right now but has to play summer league. We have uh, a lot of guys that played in Europe coming in over the next few days. So that's that program is probably equally as intense as the rookie program in terms of working all day. Uh and then there's the veteran guys. You know, I just was down in San Diego last week and, and Andrew Moore who works with me was up in Sacramento with Malachi Richardson. I was with Dudley and PJ Tucker. Um obviously I mentioned we've got DeMarcus started. So our our goal with those guys, Brendan, is to um They'll all be in Vegas in the middle of July. So they don't Kylo Quinn, the guys that come in with us, uh, they'll come in middle of July and stay until right after Labor Day when they go back to their teens. But we don't want them to do nothing until then. So with a guy like a Dudley, you know, we just want his weight down with DeMarcus, we're really working on his body. Our goal with all those players is any major changes we want to make, whether it's physical change, which is mostly the case, you know, lose weight, gain weight, whatever it might be, or if it's some really Drastic basket. I mean, with a Lowry right now, we're not making any drastic basketball changes. Cousins, we're not making with a sure. a guy like O'Quinn. We want him to be able to you know, become a very good three point shooter. We want to expand that with the way the game's going. So our goal for those changes are to be done by August one. So if if someone comes to me on August tenth today says, "Hey, I need to lose," <laughs> I always joke about Al Harrington and Baron Davis. You know, they were the they were my famous clients. They show up August. Seventh to say uh, twenty pounds, twenty five pounds overweight. I was like, "Well, golly what do you want me to do?" You know, we got so basically, what you do is you end up spending the whole month of August into September, killing them, and then they lose the weight, and then they show up for camp when their their bodies are susceptible to injury because we yeah. just push so hard. So our goal is to get all that out of the way. We we really work with our and you know, a lot of guys want to take time off or whatever, cool. But we say, look, if you want to change your body, it's got to be done by August one. If you want to you know, in you know, really work on your three-point shooting. We can do that in August, but we want to have the majority of the changes done by August 1st. So those guys will roll in middle of July, but we've already been on the road a little bit. Uh, C.J. Watson's in our building every day, already working out. Alan Anderson's in our building every day, already working out. So Lance Stevenson is in the building working out back and forth to Indiana. So we have a lot of the pros already get started. My, my biggest deal, whether it's a pro or a sixth grader, is, if you want a successful offseason, then you got to start early and you got to be consistent. You know, these guys that work out for two weeks and then take a week off and then travel here and go there. And I mean, to be honest with you, and I, you know I've been around a long time. I'm not even interested in those guys anymore yeah. unless they want to lock in. And, and they don't have to be with me the whole time, but we just need to have a plan. You know, for DeMarcus, we review the plan with the Pelicans. We have dates. We have, hey, you got a wedding on this day. You've got... This and, and honestly, I have a 16 year old son. That's how I do his schedule. You know, I mean? so yeah. it's not something that only pros can do. You know, you got a U tournament this weekend, and you got high school practice and taking a family vacation. So how are you going to get your game better over the summer? And and again, it involves not just basketball, but physical changes as well. So we're rolling with both the free agents and the and the veterans already.
0: You know, I I think it's amazing, Joe. Uh, now all that stuff is happening in Vegas. At your facility at Impact Basketball, there
1: it is. Yeah, yeah. We as majority of stuff happens. We we have a little like little a few things going on in LA for a couple guys that live there. Right. Uh, but the majority of everyone will is either in Vegas already or will be coming uh, when they lock in and get ready to go. And then of course in Vegas we have all of our youth programs and team training and all the stuff that goes with our and your our camps kids.
0: and stuff like that for kids and right, stuff. right. Yeah,
1: like... we have a youth camp every week. Uh, from we actually are just about sold out for, for most of uh, most of the summer we only take we 40-45 kids because of a pretty intense the, all of the things I'm talking about that we do with the pros we do with the kids and, and these are not these kids don't have to be uh, McDonald's All-Americans these are some of these kids are freshmen who just want to make the varsity next year you know or, or a kid yeah. who, who plays JV who's trying to get you know, didn't play a lot. Wants to thank the varsity and play some minutes, or, or a junior coming back for a senior year. So these are kids that and, and uh, you want
0: to get great coaching and work. training. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, it's, they it's perfect they're tired place. of
1: like kind of the look. They're they're not tired of it, but they want more than just the local camp, and, and yeah. they want to come to us. So. Yeah, no, great I, I, great I, experience.
0: Yeah, no, I've watched them in the summers, and I I love what you have. Now, you, you still have your uh, do you have your private school team and everything, uh, in during the school year, your that, we do. Yeah. Actually, we
1: have uh we have two locations. Actually we have a Sarasota, Florida Academy as well, and that one's high school and post grad and then our Vegas uh, academy is, is the majority of our players there are postgraduate kids, kids that are, are doing their gap year in between high school and college. So yeah, those programs are great for us and, and uh I think we I think Brendan our our recent stat is eighty seven percent of our kids have been placed to play college basketball. You know wow. that, that that's N A I A all the way Anything. up to the division. Yeah. Anything. Uh, oh, a lot no. of kids want to play. And we many of those kids is, is we both have kids that it's, it's about finding the right school for sure. them, and, and that none of them are not a lot of them are going to make any money when they're done. But it's, it's the experience of playing college basketball.
0: There's it's, nothing it's like terrific. it. No, it's it's fabulous for right. you. You know, uh, you know, as we both know, there's a lot of us that you know went through and played small college basketball, but you know, and one of the more important things that we did and allowed us to be part of a really good team and learn the dynamics of teamwork and things. So it's, it's phenomenal. Well, we're coming as we always do. Uh, You know, you and I have been partners for a few years and we're coming uh, to Vegas for coaching you July 10 and 11 at your amazing facility. And we have uh, probably as good as speakers as we've ever had. And, And we're still going to add, believe it or not, a couple of coaches that were involved in postseason play that now are finished and uh, they're, you know, they're actually getting uh their schedules confirmed uh as we speak so it's going to be uh one of our best ever and we're really looking forward to it and uh time that we get to spend with you and you speaking always to our coaches there in right. vegas will will be fantastic and and joe last thing i want to hit on because this is you know i, I you know years ago uh a couple of years ago actually you know when uh you came out with your uh you know certification program for skill development and I took it uh you know had all the guys that work for me take it it's the darn best thing I've ever seen in coaching and I told the coaches at UCF I told the coaches at LSU every one of you have to get this because if you're going to work with players this is the best thing I've ever seen because most thorough program and if I ever wanted to do a program I don't think I could come close to coming near it uh, tell us about if I, I wanted to get that your certification program, which is beautiful because it's anywhere in the world you can be and take this. Then you just have to have the internet. Tell me, tell them about that, if you would be kind enough.
1: Well, what we did is we put together uh, two years ago, two and a half years ago now, and mm-hmm. we basically covers everything that we do at Impact from is mm-hmm. skill development to body development to when to do what calendars for coaches for the year really all focused on player development from for every skill you can imagine to even things of you know working on not only the mental approach to play but the mental approach to train everything from how to run big group workouts to how to drill guys individually how much time to spend on what how to lift weights properly even even exercises you can do you know with minivans for for coaches that don't have big weight room things like that so program has been great it's, it's something that's deliverable online it's on our website at impactbball.com. you just click on online training and you know you can go through we, we can go can go through the entire program on there there's nutritional information there's uh, PDFs that have uh, suggestions for your players to eat on game day how to stay hydrated you know everything that we've come across in 21 years of training the best in the world we try to deliver to coaches and I, and I think look I have a son who's a junior in high school now will be a junior next year and you know I, I i can tell you that the development in high school basketball is not great and in, in youth basketball yeah. is not great because you know coaches have a certain amount of time a certain amount of resources with their staff it's not easy to find two good assistants at a high school level that make you know 1500 bucks a year it's not that it's not that easy to do right. so we understand that and that's what this program is for this program is for those coaches to take it and use it with their current program, not not to change what they're doing, but just added ideas and things the way they can structure their development. You know, for years, how many times that we've seen coaches do a practice, they kill the guys, and they say, "Okay, we're going to shoot after practice." <laughs> it's kind of half-assed. The guys are dead tired. You know, just this little ideas of saying, "Hey, let's do 15 minutes of shooting at the beginning of practice," because. At the end of the day, Brennan, you got guys who can draw up some hell of a plays, but if your kids can't pass and make shots, you're going to have a bad team. So we, we really focus on the fact of saying, look, whatever you're running, whatever you're doing, however you're running your program, that's terrific. But here's the program you can add that will enhance everything you're doing, make your players stronger, faster, better shooters, better footwork, better understanding of spacing and all those types of things that we teach at impact. So it's available online. It's, it's been great for us the last couple of years. And, and, uh, I can tell you that, uh, we've had of all the people that have bought it thousands, thousands of coaches that have taken the course that we, I think we've had one or two guys say, Hey, you know, I didn't like it. So it's, that's pretty good. Uh, we were always worried about that when we released, I don't like negative feedback, right? So it was a, it was a, it was a raving review just in terms of how in detail it is. It's different than anything out there. It's not a video to watch to. If you're looking to pick up some drills, then you can go to YouTube. You know, that's kind of the way it goes. But this is a real program to implement in your system.
0: You know, I, um, my challenge to our coaches that listen to our podcasts, um, you know, is if you're really committed to being the very best coach, if you just want to be a coach and you have a job, that's cool. But if you really want to be a terrific coach, you want to take your game to the next level as you want your players to go. We always want our players to work in the off season, but we don't do things in the off season. So my challenge to you is if you really want to become, you know, a special kind of coach, what are you doing in your off season? As Kevin Eastman says, there is no off season. there's only on season. So my challenge is very simple. I have everyone that comes to me during the year, they always say, Hey, how do I get to the next level as a coach? How do I do this? Well, you gotta make you gotta separate yourself. You gotta be one of the best in the world at what you do, and if you can't be a, a, a you know a player development skills development coach at the high level, there's no reason I would ever hire you because my job I need assistant coaches to develop players, you know, and, and so I challenge them I challenge them to make themselves better.
1: I was, uh, Brendan, I was talking to a friend of mine who coaches high school in, in Los Angeles. He's a terrific high school coach. And I told him, I said, when I was coaching in college, the the head coach could never find me because I was always working with players or in the video room. And, and the other assistant coaches would sit there and wait for the head coach to call them in to have a meeting. And I said, I asked him a question. I said, are, are you the guy who, the guy can never find you? Not because you're out screwing around, because you're working with players. Or are you sitting in your office waiting to have a meeting, you know? Yeah. I don't need guys who are waiting to have a meeting with me. I need guys that are trying to get exactly what you're just saying. Yeah. So, you know, look, we, you and I talked yesterday briefly uh, uh, in, a, in a different call, and, and I mentioned to you, I said, I it kills me, some of these coaches, they don't play guys or they don't like players who won't give the extra effort, who, who don't get commitment, who don't stay – get their, you know, uh, every coach will tell you who's here first, who's leaving last, you know, which player comes in early. But yet they won't put in the time to get better. It, it's almost uh, – it's almost – I don't want to use the word embarrassing, but it's it's a, it's a shame for the profession. You know, it's like let And there are coaches that put in that extra effort. Many of them, you know. And I think that's what you're challenging guys. Like, which guy are you? Are you the guy that that does the minimal? Uh, because we certainly don't want to play players that do the
0: minimal. Yeah. That's for sure. You know, so, uh, and we we and you have the same thing when you have players that come to work with you. You know, there's you know there's players that come and hand you a check, but then they don't uh, use the investment wisely right you right. know it's, it's the same thing so uh i i encourage all those that are listening if you really want to get better work at it work at it and joe's has amazing resources uh and i you know when you come out to vegas you get a chance to meet him watch him work his magic with the guys but joe as always man it's always great to visit with you i love talking to you i wish people could hear the tapes of the conversations we have Uh, each week that that we can't put on a podcast, (laughs) or maybe we don't want them there. (laughs) uh, But, hey, I look forward to seeing you soon, and, again, thank you for everything that you do for the game.
1: Okay, you got it, Brennan. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Okay.